Hello, ladies and gents. Sorry, that was a little hot. Uh, my name is Tristan Johnson. Welcome to GradCast, the official radio show and podcast of the Society of Graduate Students here at the University of Western Ontario. I'm one of your hosts tonight, Tristan Johnson, and I'm joined today by Jaime Brenes Reyes. He's my Hello. co-host tonight. And our guest is our actually our newest member of the GradCast committee who hasn't had a chance to put her voice out on the waves yet. So say hello to Sabrina Hope. Hello, everyone. I'm so happy to be here. And I'm usually behind, uh, like, producing the show, so I'm usually where Tristan is sitting. <clears throat> so I'm excited to uh, now be on uh, to be talking and being interviewed. Thank you. <laughs> so Sabrina is in Media Studies. She's a first-year PhD. Yes, Sec- first year. And... We're going to talk a lot about social media and motherhood. Totally. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we were talk- thinking about what we're going to talk about. And a lot of my PhD right now is just actually trying to juggle the demands of being a mom and uh, the demands of a regular PhD student. And uh, it's definitely not a balance. Some days I'm more of a mom and other days I'm more of a PhD student. There was a really uh, bad joke I made one time where you use it. You can't spell balance without ABD. Mm. (laughs) yeah so yeah totally like it's um it's up and down and um you just kind of go with the flow and uh you just try to be present in whatever you're doing so if i'm ta in class i'm there if i'm being a mom that's where i am and trying not to get too caught up in expectations or demands or anxiety so yeah Okay, so Sabrina, thank you very much uh, for uh, joining us here. It's also a pleasure for me to um, be interviewing you. Um, So um, given that your research is on motherhood, how would you describe being a mother while doing research on motherhood? That's a great question. (laughs) I guess um, it gives me, like, you know, insider, like, knowledge and nuances. I know sometimes um, as moms, we don't, uh, we'll pretend it's all going well and we're not going to tell you the whole information and we'll probably tell you whatever we think you want to hear. And uh, so I know in my research, it's going to, sometimes you have to read between the lines. Sometimes you're listening for the silences. Uh, Sometimes you're going to be pulling out certain words. Um, So it's not always like language. Uh, language can lie, right? Um, the unreli- unreliable narrator. Uh, so, because um, at moms, maybe as mothers, we have something to lose, right? Maybe we don't want to be seen or see ourselves as as uh, failures. Like I'm not, you know, I'm not doing. I'm a bad mom. I'm not doing things well, right? Like so, it's it's very very personal and very very deep. So, yeah, just being mindful in your research that. Um, there's always like a person, like a, almost like a, a face you put to the public uh, out of protection to yourself, if that makes any sense. Well, you discussed a little bit about how there's like this social media self, this like uh, almost uh, homunculus of yourself that you create through your social media channels. I also know that one of the things that happens that's like a common experience of motherhood is there's a lot of fear of judgment because there is a lot of social judgment to mothering styles and just all sorts of stuff. It's a, it's very anxiety producing. So uh, I don't know. Do you think those two ideas are connected? Totally. Yeah, totally. I see it very connected. Um, 
because we you know it starts um, when you're pregnant as a woman, right? And suddenly your body is there in, pu- in public and anyone and everyone will come up and, and say something. Um, and uh, suddenly, you know, you're a pregnant mom and you're drinking coffee or, you know, are you mm-hmm. a pregnant and at a bar? Like suddenly you are kind of, you know, you're a public, um, you're taking up space. Whereas before you could kind of, you know, keep to yourself. No one's going to judge you. So, yeah, it's very, it can be very judgy. Um, and then when you're on social media, sure. you're, you know, you're putting yourself out there into the space. So you want to be careful about what you say, uh, about what you share. But at the same time, what happens when you are policing yourself too much or being so careful that you're not actually expressing who you are hmm. or expressing your yourself, right? So it, it kind of creates this online um, persona that isn't really truthful. But when other people look at it, they kind of get a, a sense of who you are. But that sense is all created. It's it's false. And then over time, like, who is your true self? Um, and so I explore these issues. And um, I'm just my first year, so I'm just getting started. But I explore these issues because I'm wondering, like, if there's a connection uh, between social media use and uh, mental health issues in um, particular in, in mothers, um, and if it's at all related to postpartum depression. But let, let's say, um, uh, if we talk about the mental health, there's a mm-hmm. problem in general that um, many, many um, uh, students, um, be it at the undergrad or at the grad school uh, phase. But um, um, the, the, um, my, my question would be: uh, do, you, do you think that, uh, especially for um, uh, for mothers, is is the, the university or or the, or the or the grad school designed or not designed in a way that uh, that, that makes uh, uh, things um, that accommodate uh, for being a mother and being a, a grad student? Oh yeah, totally. Like, uh, there's so many challenges. Um, there's actually this um, this group. It's uh, that meets Thursdays once a month. Uh, it was open to graduate students. I can't exact. Um, the, I think the name is like Navigating Graduate Studies for Women. Um, and uh, they had a panel of women that were speaking. I think it was two weeks ago. And it's it was talking about um, challenges that women face um, in graduate school. But it was also there was a couple panel speakers talking about being a mom. You know, and um, just things like. Like little things, like um, I have childcare between nine and three, uh, mm. uh, and it aligns with the school day. But my lectures and where I TA, like who, like my TA position doesn't align with that. It's at night, right? It's four thirty to six thirty. So just little things like that. Well, okay, so you know who, where am I going to get babysitting and childcare so I can attend it, right? And you know, so just little things like that. And it's not like it's, you know, you 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 know. All grad students, you know, we're living on a budget <laughs> where, you know, and I can't be feeding my kids craft dinner and Mr. Noodle. Like that's like, I still have to mm. eat healthy and keep care of my kids and keep them healthy. And my kids are in school. Like, you know, they, they need supplies and they want to fit in. And like, it's, so it's challenging that way because in a way you're not, you're not just a single student and keeping care of yourself. Like I, I got to be mindful of my kids and what they need. And then I got to balance it with like, why am I doing this? Like, <laughs> why am I putting my family through this? Uh, so that was kind of hard for me because once I got in, I was like, oh, awesome. I got accepted. I'm going to do my PhD. And then I was like, wait a minute. Like the realities of like, how am I going to pay for this? How am I going to get this work done? Like every time I'm like, you know, with my kids, I'm reading something. I'm just trying to get through the readings. Uh, so it's like why it's like I'm being selfish in a way. And it kind of comes back to that idea of 
the bad mom. Like, what mm. am I doing? <clears throat> but I'm just, I'm just judging myself. I'm being too hard. But as mothers, it's like, oh, you can't do something for yourself. You should only do things for your kids, right? So, like how, how, how understanding uh, our uh, professors they say about this, these uh, situations? Really good. Like so far in my experience, like I started having kids though in school when I, I was in my last year here at Western when I was pregnant. So back in 2000, I've, sorry, I should start. Like I have three children, um, 11, uh, Katrina is 11, uh, Sasha is nine and Ashton is five. So um, I was in my last year, my undergrad when I was pregnant. So I was kind of writing exams and just <laughs> trying to fit my pregnant belly into this tiny little desk and exam room. Um, and my professor, uh, she was, she was great. Uh, I was in film studies in English and she like, you know, just let me know, like, you know, if I need to get up and move or like, like I had that accommodation. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, and then also I, you have to also speak up for yourself and let your professors know, like, I can't do things at the same pace and the way um, someone would do it if they didn't have children. Like, um, like immediately when I was doing coursework, um, I was trying to get into graduate school, so I had to go back and do more undergraduate work. So I just met with all my professors and I said, okay, I'm taking these courses. You know, I, 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 I might need more time for this paper. Like, I don't know, hmm. I, you know, if I spend three nights up with a, a sick child, I'm in no state or have no energy to write a paper. Um, so it's not always like that, but I usually, I'm very open and I talk to them and let them know that there might be, I might need an extension. So yeah, it's definitely a challenge. More in relation to, to your research, when, we, when, we, when, you, when you say social media, what platforms are, are, you, um, are you talking about? Because um, mm -hmm. let's say that in the grad school, there, you, um, many people open accounting, academia.edu, and uh, LinkedIn, other, other uh, uh, platforms that are more directed towards getting an employment right. um, afterwards. Right. So originally I thought I was just going to look at Facebook. Um, Facebook and Instagram, not so much Twitter. Um, I like Facebook and Instagram because of there's images as well. It's really you know, image like, yeah. And moms, um, are on Facebook a lot. Like I'm part of a lot of moms groups and, um, pages and, uh, that's kind of just where moms hang out. And that's a lot of times how moms communicate. So I just kind of felt like that's where, that's where I looked at. Um, I mean, yeah, as you said, LinkedIn would also be useful. Um, but yeah, it was mostly Facebook, Instagram, what I was thinking, What's the Instagram mother's community like? Well, it's mostly just like you're sharing images of mothering, um, whether like you're going to call it that or not, but like, you know, your, your day-to-day -day life. Um, but it's mostly, yeah, images of not always babies, but, you know, of yourself and, you know, your interests as mothers. So I know a lot of moms that are entrepreneurs too, that are, you know, in business, uh, thing happens when you're on mat leave or lack of a mat leave you have to figure out okay how am I going to mm. make money and be a mom and even your the nine to five work day doesn't also it doesn't really fit with being a mom either you know these things don't fit well and when you are trying to make them fit it you end up just get really stressed right you're just driving all the time I was just telling Tristan before I came in here I spent all the time just trying to get people here and trying to get people there picking up at school dropping off at school Uh, karate, uh, just little things, right? So 
um, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, I've completely lost my train of thought. <laughs> it's all good. No, it's good. Uh, this works really well because, um, yeah, you get to this time of year and I think it's naturally to feel a little bit down. Uh, you know, there's no sunlight. You're kind of coursework's dragging you down. Uh, to give a little context to you guys out in Radioland and for posterity, <laughs> uh, it's been overcast now for about a month mm-hmm. and it's gross. Yeah, it's hard to be a student in this kind of weather. Um, yeah, so... So, how have you found your interactions? Like, the the idea of the graduate student being a parent at the same time sometimes can be uh, an awkward fit, but there's a lot of attempts that the university, that that SOGS, that the union have put together to make, like, you know, a, a, a bit of a system to keep you going. Have you had a good interactions with the support systems that we've put in place so far? Yeah, no, um, pretty good. Um, a lot of it, though, it always kind of falls down onto the personal, right? Like when things don't work for me, I immediately blame myself. I'm like, well, I should have done something different or I guess I shouldn't be here then. Um, so and then I kind of ran into and I'm pretty open about this. I ran into an issue where like I can't get any more OSAP funding, like which really <laughs> sucks. Um, but because... Um, with OSAP, it's something like once you max out your repayment assistance program, short form WRAP, you um, enter into like you can only do so X amount of terms of that WRAP program. And then you have to promise OSAP that you'll never take any more money again. Anyway, so I made this verbal promise to OSAP I would never borrow any more money again. And then two weeks later, I found out hmm. I got accepted at Western to do my PhD. So which is really awesome. But um so I don't really have that kind of extra, like, you know, support from Ontario government loans, um, you know, kind of sucks because that's the whole point is to help you go to school or the federal government can't help that way. So, so uh, will, will, yeah. you, will you say that uh, given that the certain conditions are not the best, uh, then people, uh, then uh, mothers have recurred to social media to, uh, to get the, the support that they, they lack at, at their institu- institutions? Do you mean like um, if mothers, like if you come up against some kind of issue, then you look mm-hmm. to social media for support? Like, yeah. do you mean like, okay, and like support from other moms mm-hmm. or just kind of getting that? Yeah, totally. I think as moms, we always are reaching out. Um, I mean, that was my interest. Like why, like if moms aren't getting together in physical rooms and physical mm-hmm. places, how are they getting the support that they need? And um, I used to be a breastfeeding counselor so um, with, with La Lachely Canada. And um, so I was just interesting. Like I was having trouble getting moms to come out to meetings. Hmm. But then um, I found like, no, they are kind of, they are getting support, but they're doing it through, um, they're doing it online. Uh, so, and uh, I mean, and then from online, then they would get together and then have these informal groups of getting together in physical spaces. Yeah. Um, you definitely can't do it alone, that's for sure. Well, yeah, that, that's interesting because I, I, then, uh, I would like to follow up that, 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 that the question with uh, we know that social media is a, a private in- enterprises mm-hmm. and uh, many times they have the, their, own, their own rules. Yeah, and, uh, oh, and, God, yeah. And yeah. Uh, one of the, uh, the issues that have been uh, uh, breastfeeding, mm-hmm. um, uh, mothers have been uh, censored. Oh, totally. from, uh, from Instagram or from Facebook for showing uh, themselves uh, breastfeeding. So how, how do we re- reconcile that this, uh, this uh, support that they're, they're needing uh, and also 
feeling uh, ashamed of of, the, of their own um, of their own bodies. Totally, yeah, that's huge. Yeah, because it's very frustrating that something that you're doing that's a huge part of your life, like when you're breastfeeding, you know, you don't just oh, I'm done breastfeeding for the day. Like it's a whole, it it happens like constantly throughout the day, every day and for years. It's not like it's a small part of your life, right? So I had three kids. So I kind of felt like I, I spent 10 years breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. Knowing that 10 years of my life, I can't show or on Facebook or talk on Facebook, right? I mean, there's other things I do in the day <laughs> rather than <laughs> like other than breastfeeding. But um but it was just interesting how I felt like, wow, I can't take a picture and show mm. this, even though it's such a natural thing to me. And then at the same time, I'm trying to help women feel comfortable breastfeeding in public. And yet, you know, they Facebook is saying you can't share this. Mm. And what's interesting, so I, we recently, um, I was... Um, I work um, a couple days a week with, um, there's a holistic health center here in London, Rebirth Wellness Center. And I work there and we were coming up with this new awesome service that's going to help moms here in London. And we needed an image to show what it is. And the service is like breastfeeding and sleeping. So so I'm looking, so Friday night, we're looking through these images of what we're going to show. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, how am I going to do Facebook? How am I going to do Facebook ads if I can't show this image? Like, you know, if we are we going to get turned down for this? Can we show this yet? Like, you know, and it's so crazy to think that in 2017, we're still having this issue. Mm. And going back to La Leche League, um, this organization was found, founded in the 50s. They couldn't even call themselves breastfeeding USA or breastfeeding. They had to come up with Spanish Spanish name. name. (laughs) La Leche League. Did I, did I say it right? Or no? How no, would you no, that's say okay. it? Yeah, yeah. That, okay. Process, yeah. You, you yeah. say it. You say it. La Leche. La Leche. Yeah. La Leche League. So, um, and they came up with this other word, right, to get around being censored um, because they ultimately are trying to help women and get to women, but they couldn't, could not say mm. the word they needed to. So I, we're still facing that with Facebook. So yeah, that's so intriguing. And I'm sure that will be, um, a part of my thesis. Okay. So Sabrina, yes. if there was a grad student or a potential grad student out there right now who also is either pregnant or has young kids, what kind of advice would you give to them? Hmm. Do it. Just do it. You can totally do it. Like do your studies because ultimately um, you want to do this. This is your passion and you're going to do it. And you also are an inspiration to your kids. Right. Mm. And, um, it just, because if you don't like, then you're like, that's a piece of you that isn't, you're not expressing and to do it was, and, uh, and having doubts and having bad days, that's just part of it. And keep going because this crazy thing happens is that the more women who are doing their grad studies, then we're inspiring other people to do it too. Mm. So, you know, you, talk, you think about a trailblazer, but it's so true, right? And I've actually had, um, you know, because I'm doing this, I've had a few people, you know, say like, oh, you know, I'm thinking about going back to school too. And I've had friends and, and it's like, awesome. It's going to be difficult, but awesome that you're doing it because um, you're not letting something stop you from your dream or your passion. And they have, they have awesome knowledge and skills to contribute. So yeah, I always encourage people um, to to do it. And I always um, I also have little tips to if I ever 
talk to someone, I always have tips of, I divide my life up into things I can do with my kids and things I, I have to do without them. So, um, you know, so things like, okay, I can run a household and make food with my kids. It's hard to mark papers <laughs> with my kids because every two minutes they're like, are talking to me about like Minecraft or something. Um, <laughs> now, but it works really well if I'm marking a paper about, you know, Minecraft or marking a paper about video games, but there's certain things you can do. Um, you know, I can read do some readings with the kids, right? Um, and that's pretty good for um, heavy theoretical stuff. You can, I can only read like a couple minutes of deep theory and then I'm like, whoa, I need a break. So having kids interrupting me every five minutes is really useful. Um, so yeah, you just figure out how to do it. And then another trick I do is um, I wake up early and do the work. And that's kind of, I went, um, I did a post uh, postgrad certificate and public relations and communications. And often there were so many assignments and so much work, I was not getting it done, right? So it would be due at not due at 9 a.m. and I would wake up at four and start it. Because, but that's when my kids were sleeping, right? So you kind of have to do things when they're sleeping. So there's little tricks. You just have to be, yeah. And what kind of advice or what, what kind of recommendations would you make to the university if... Um, you could suggest something that would make it easier to be both a student and a parent at the same time. Make sure that then you're funding them as uh, as families, and funding isn't uh, just on one person. Uh, because you know, right off the bat, like it's not like I can rent a room in with a in a house full of you know a bunch of other people. I need like my own safe place for me and my kids to live right so right off the bat my my rent's more my food's more so yeah so just kind of make sure the funding is lined up to actually help uh fam like yeah so that families can live and eat while they're at western studying if if that's what you want to do if that's what western wants to attract people and also like and for phd students like you know, not all of us, like some of us are getting older and some of us come back too. And that's another thing. Um, I talked to some other people about um, at the the women's um, navigating gra- uh, grad studies for women. Um, like I have like a gap between my master's mm. and PhD, right? Uh, like, I, I don't, what, six, eight year gap. So it's really hard to like go back and find your, you know, supervisor, like people that helped you with your you know, can you write a letter? Do you remember me from like eight years ago? So, I mean, that's challenging. It would be like, I know it's academics, but you know, can I get a letter from my employer? No, but that would have been helpful. Um, and then also my other thing, sorry, I guess I do have a lot of, um, recommendations. Mm -hmm. Um, it's hard. Um, but the first year at, uh, I did my master's at Guelph and my first year TAing there, I was assigned this course that, required me to TA, like had to go to Toronto and see plays, which is great. And I would have loved it, but I was breastfeeding a little um, eight month old at at the time. And so I I was like, I I can't be away from her for six to eight hours. Like I'd have to be pumping and expressing, giving milk, like anyway. So they didn't make accommodations for me, um, but it was like, it was, it was not done in a respectful, like Hmm. caring kindness way so I kind of I, I felt like I was making waves and causing problems so that's not a good feeling so you already feel like I'm not supposed to be here and then you feel like wow 
I guess I'm really not supposed to be here. So, yeah. Uh, so there's another phrase that's on a lot of people's minds or a lot of people's uh, tongues these days. Yeah. And that's time to completion. Hmm. <laughs> uh, has that word ever come up as a, as a complicating factor? So you, when you say time to completion, like I'm given four years to do this and is that realistic for me? kind of thing or I mean it's I, I mean most people would argue that it's not realistic for most people but hmm. uh, there's a lot of pressure to like get people out yeah I have to take it at, at a different pace like I have to um, or uh, otherwise I can't be here like I'm gonna explode <laughs> so um, my first term I did only one course I was supposed to do two so right off the bat now I'm one course I guess behind and so, and now I'm taking two and I'm like, can I do this? Uh, can I take two? So I, it's challenging. I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't think I can do it in four because I just, I have to, um, in La Leche League, we talk about mother sized amounts. You do as a mother, you do everything in a mother sized amount. So you don't tackle the dishes all at once. When you have a newborn, you wash a few dishes and then, you know and then get back to your newborn. Um, otherwise, they're going to be screaming and want to be close to you, right? So you do everything in a mother-sized amount. So I'm kind of, I'm doing my PhD. That's my whole philosophy. I'm doing it in a mother-sized amount. Mm. So I can, yeah. That's 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 that. Yeah. Um, so let, let's say uh, because of that um, mother-sized amount, it seems to me from this conversation that there are many things that you, that you see or perceive uh, from the, not only from the university, from, but uh, from life in general, being a mom that, that most people will not uh, realize or most mm -hmm. students will not realize mm -hmm. um, and um, no I, 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 I uh, well I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I myself are I'm, I'm, a, I'm a father yeah. so it's, it's always um, a reassuring and, um, and, and good to see that the other people are, uh, other people are, are doing it and um, uh, yeah um, so my, my question is uh, then these uh, these other aspect or these other faces of uh, of a reality that, that most people don't realize how, how much they my, my, my assumption will, will be that they, yes they, they contribute uh, to, to, towards uh, your research mm -hmm. but uh, how do you uh, do you, the, the, let's say do, do you uh, is your research uh, ever come up as something personal Something that you do with that, with that, with that, that personal passion, given what the the, the, the other reality that you, that you face, and that you you yeah, then that, that you being able to to, uh, to see. So is my sorry? Um, is my research like personal and uh, my own uh, philosophy uh, in it? Or sorry, what do you, yeah? Yeah, uh, what I'm trying to say is that uh, do do you feel a, a, a some kind of passion given what you you have seen that uh, that that uh, that gives you the energy? To, uh, yeah. to, uh, to, uh, to cope up uh, or keep, keep up with, uh, with the grad school in 30 seconds. Okay, in 30 seconds. Okay, so I'm only here because I am a mom because when I originally tried to do my PhD, I was advised not to because I was a mother. Hmm. So um, I kind of came back. I was like, okay, no, <laughs> I'm doing it. But I want my research to actually help mothers. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's my passion to do it. So um It's not just personal, it's to help others. So, yes, yes. take it away. <laughs> Thank you so much, Sabrina. This has been GradCast, and uh, you guys have a great night. I know this has been a rather unorthodox episode, but I think we did a really great time. <laughs> okay, yeah, awesome. Take care. Thanks. Thank you very much.